Aces High with the Sasha Semenov Orchestra. Is that going to go on? We're done. We're done. She's done. But yeah, thank you for um, giving me permission to run my own show, Sam. I appreciate that. That's very cool. <laughs> Wait, you were at the you were at Santa Monica Pier. How was it down at the pier? It was... Um... Wait, was I? I don't even remember. Where the... Wait, <laughs> um, no, I, I was in Santa Monica early. I wasn't, I wasn't at the pier. Uh, fuck. Yeah, no, I don't... Um... I'm I'm in West Hollywood right now. I'm I'm like parked in this little fucking uh I'm like one of these little cruising parks over here, you know? There's like <laughs> nobody around. Well, if you have to like go really quickly for some reason, just you know, <laughs> I'll I'll pause. Just don't forget to mute your mic, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um well I thought I was hoping you were gonna park at the OJ house. I suggested you 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 go there. Oh yeah. You know what that is. You, by, like, well, there's two. There's like OJ's house where like he lived and like uh, yeah, I guess. Cato lived there or whatever but then also the house like where like nicole was butchered you know with that other guy uh the hot one do you know what i'm talking about i, I know you're kind of like maybe young i don't know but you know what these locations are i don't i've never passed by i probably have i've, I've been to brentwood I wait Sam, was, uh, i think you moved your mic did, huh did, okay, that's better yeah did you change your position oh god i'm, I'm fucking it up i'm sorry no, that's that better. No, no yeah you're good whatever you're doing now keep it that way i'll keep you i'll keep you in check don't worry Sure. <laughs> so what you were saying, you don't know like where you've never been, to them, but you know about it from like, yeah, the, the stupid Ryan Murphy. Actually, I, those are kind of good, I guess. The, the Ryan Murphy, like OJ Simpson shit. Yeah, yeah. The, the one Cuba Gooden Jr. is in there. <sighs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, do you think OJ did it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy's <laughs> living the dream, man. No, like he's getting away with it. You know, like he he's on TikTok now. You know, he's been on Twitter. You know, telling people, you know, how to golf and shit. He, he got he got away with it. He, he killed, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nicole and uh, Ron Goldman. Like, Ron Jesus Goldman. fucking Christ. Yeah, That's no, the guy, the, the Jewish guy, right? The one that uh, she yeah, was with? The good-looking Jewish guy, yeah. He was, like, the waiter, but, sl like, slash the boyfriend. Uh, he was bringing home the leftovers, <laughs> I guess. I <laughs> it was, it was, you know, I kind of now think, like, I definitely think a lot of guys killed their wives. I think most guys. I think whenever a wife dies, it's reasonable to assume that, like, the, like, the husband killed her, no matter what. It's, sometimes I'll say it's, like, like cancer or whatever. It's not. It's the husband. But in the cases where it's famous, I think those guys didn't do it. I don't know why. I just don't all of a sudden think that OJ is guilty. I'm not, okay, I'm, not, I'm not, like, saying it's, like, you know, a bad thing. I mean, 100% for sure men kill their wives. Like, it's it's like a thing. Like, you're a type of guy. Like, it's it's built into the code, you know, or something. I don't know. I but um, it, Honestly, I, I don't have a wife, you know, kind of for a reason. <laughs> I, like I, I, I'm not coming out. I'm not coming out in favor of OJ. That's not what I'm saying either. You know, that's like um, I'm just saying, I, I, I get it. You know, I get it. I get it too. <laughs> I don't know. Um, before we go too far, I feel like I should pause. I need to introduce uh, my guest this evening. I'm really delighted to have this, uh, this cool dude. I guess <laughs> on the program. I, Welcome to uh, Here Comes the Backlash, Sam Rothstein at the <laughs> Golden Jew. Uh, welcome. All righty. Happy to be here. Oh, God, it's like I'm on a fucking uh, radio show. 
Holy it is. It's, so it's going to be like that the whole time. It's yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's production. It's polished. I kind of hate doing that shit too. But then I've also like realized that no, I have to like lean into it because nobody wants like a half ass. Like oh, I don't want to do this. Like I have to be like, no, welcome to the welcome to here comes the backlash, Sam <laughs> Rothstein. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah man <laughs> we gotta lean in it's, it's seriously i'm super excited to have you i feel like i've we've been mutuals i feel like for a really long time in twitter twitter world or whatever it's called now i just appreciate you you make me laugh a lot you're maybe kind of racist which <laughs> we've talked about a little bit but i've learned a lot from you i don't want to say you like vouch for me but i feel like you you've lent me credibility just in your own through your endorsement so i just i appreciate you as a twitter mutual as a friend and i'm, I'm super excited to, to talk to you tonight Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Likewise. Likewise. That's all you have to say. Okay. Cool. Whatever. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> just you say, hey, baby, you said everything that you needed to say. Okay. I, it's, no, it's, I your, it's your too. show. I guess I know it was funny. I was running a little late and I was like feeling bad for being kind of on color people time, which it, it does happen to me during the summer. You know, I just get a little bit like darker or whatever. And so <laughs> it was a little slower, but it is, uh, you were a little bit late too. I mean, before we begin, you know, you were a little bit late too, but the reason you were late is my point. You're a driver, you're out there in the world. You're a man like of the people and you remind me of like taxi driver in a way, <laughs> which I'm like obsessed with taxi driver. You're a little bit like maybe American psycho. Uh, I feel like you have, you have stories to tell. I can just sense it. Like you uh, have a perspective. I want to like put up this moment together where you can platform the real Sam Rothstein. I also brought you here because I'm trying to build like a Talmudic network, sort of like BAP has. I need like a, a <laughs> powerful Jew. So I did bring you on because like, obviously you are, <laughs> obviously you're famously Jewish. And so I was, uh, <laughs> add you, now I have low IQ moron and I have the uh, <laughs> the golden Jew in my cabinet, right? Like, can you vouch for <laughs> For the for the people, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> I uh, you have my full uh, my my full support uh, and your little your little network. <laughs> maybe maybe I should clarify. I don't believe you might really be Jewish, but maybe you are. I don't know. <laughs> have you ever been invited to any of the like elite, uh, powerful Jewish group chats on on Twitter? The hmm, no no the the highest. Uh, so I, I pissed off Bob. I'm actually blocked by the. Uh, the head Jew. Um, no. Yeah, no, that was a while ago too. Yeah, no, um, yeah, no. There's definitely some uh, some bad blood there. He's like, he's um, subtweeted me. He's texted his like little you know underlings, and they posted about it. You know about me. So like, I, I'm in the lore technically that's and you know that's uh, really bad for my career to hear but that's i want to hear <laughs> actually though no, it concerns me because i do I, I know you are anti-baptist and that's like totally fine the whole point of it is you need to be uh polarizing that's like the whole point of being a bap right is you want people to be kind of i think a little bit against you to, to a certain degree right just to create the the backlash it's a hell of a drug but like i think you being so targeted that really sucks to me what was the center of the beef can i intervene yeah. Um, so like a few years ago, like, like in the middle of COVID, um, BAP came out, uh, he didn't come out in favor of the vaccine so much as he said that it wasn't the greatest evil. He said that, uh, there was actually like minimal risk. Uh, and these were, um, these are like screenshots from, uh, uh, like a telegram post that he did, uh, a couple of years ago. And, I mean, some people say that it's like flat out bullshit, you know, that it's fake, but, you know, it's his account and he posted it. And to this day, like, if you bring it up, like, you're kind of like 
you're just instantly blocked by him. Your persona non grata. Um, that's that's basically like the whole beef of it. You know, I'm, I'm like I'm like blocked by like um, like four thousand fucking people. Uh, I guess like some some of his like you know his little fanatics or whatever. I don't know. Like when when I found out, yeah. Well, that sucks. I will say there is a weak spot amongst some of these uh, powerful, big, big accounts. I shouldn't say powerful. These very influential, bigger accounts with some of the COVID stuff. They weren't like perfect on it. I kind of got into it with Amy Therese and she blocked me over. Same thing, you know, where she was saying, not endorsing these things, just like maybe uh, tempering the seriousness of what was going on with the vaccines in particular. I will say though, like I've listened to old episodes of Caribbean Rhythms and, you know, I think it's fair to say BAP is a secret admirer of mine. I was <laughs> say that, but I, I think I sense, you know, it's definitely an affection. And so like, I think maybe we can smooth things over, maybe not, but I do remember an old episode of Caribbean Rhythms where he was talking about some hardcore biodefense shit. And he was talking about HIV in the context of lab origin, which I'm very fascinated by. And there was a few other things he's uh, discussed as well, like the bioweapons in, or biolabs in Ukraine. So Maybe he wasn't great at that moment. And I think it's fair for you to call it out. Like it's whatever it, it happened. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> but like, I, agree, I, I think you know, there's like, some countering influence he's had too that outweighs that. I've definitely laughed at his, you know, at his bit, you know, and his little, you know, his little voice that he does. And some of the stuff he does post is like, yeah, there's still, there, there's merit to it. But um, yeah, I don't know. At the, at the end of the day, it's just like, he's, he's that guy, you know, you know what I mean? It is. It does suck to be hated by power. I keep saying powerful, but they do have like this influence and, and, and it is a power, I guess, it influences if you know how to, to use it correctly. And so I know what it's like maybe to not be <laughs> welcome uh, or embraced by some of the, the movers and shakers. Don't worry about it in the, in the long run. Because I actually really do think, I don't know why I think this, but I think Bab is cool and he'll probably like get over this maybe at some point. Or if not, like that will be what brings him down. Because at the end of the day, you can't be like so hung up on little criticisms like this that you whether they're fair or not like who cares you know you have to be able to yeah. like, stride and who knows who knows what the future holds for for you and Bab. i encourage you to hold strong it, he needs he needs an oppositional force and so i commend you for kind of leading leading the anti-baptist uh regime. Yeah, it's, a- <laughs> <laughs> it's a thankless job it's not probably very popular yeah no it's uh it's something my friend used to say like a, a weaker man couldn't do this you know like i'm an iconoclast in this like fucking I don't know. There's nest to be. There is no. There is no like anti-BAP uh, resistance. You know. There's no like. Everybody's kind of in the bag for him. You know. I'm debating not airing this already, Sam. I'm going to be perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just kidding. Just kidding. But for real, he does have influence. I will say like things that are redeeming for people like BAP and, and a few others, but really BAP is at the center of it right now is he does alarm the establishment. Like he is an outsider figure in many ways. I know he gets accused of being like dark money or whatever. I tend to think that's not that true because of the hostility he gets from all angles both within you know the kind of the right wing more mainstream i guess you know uh, right wing but like totally like stuffy republicans hate him DeSantis type people hate him even some trump people don't like him and then he gets all this shit of course from like the brooklyn hipsters and, and oh, Washington yeah. Yeah. so it's like I don't know, he's in a he is in a thankless position maybe i will say this to tie it up you were right to go and criticize him he said it and you should bring it to light but also he needs us in his corner at the end of the day against these disgusting disgusting global like homo horrible
I guess, for lack of a better term, I shouldn't probably say it that way. Well, probably great. <laughs> but you know, these like very global, powerful uh, elite that kind of come together, like he is in their crosshairs, much like Donald Trump, who's not perfect, especially on the vaccine is not perfect, but it's somebody that I'm going to support kind of for those reasons, because he's so targeted, you know? Right, right. Is Sam Rothstein? Uh, what should we know about you? Like, just as like I, as an anon on on Twitter uh, world. Oh well, um, I remember this is like my I'm on my like fourth account uh, on Twitter. I'm a uh, I don't really I, I don't really have a brand before uh, before the Sam Rothstein stuff. You know, everybody does the you know Robert De Niro and Taxi Driver. Or uh, you know Patrick Bateman, you know the, the, the you know Christian Bale and American Psycho, <laughs> like all the anons they 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 hop on that shit and it's just like well no one's done you know Robert De Niro in Casino, nobody's done Sam Rothstein, and I was living in Vegas at the time, um, so I, I just, it just kind of made sense, you know I was just like okay I'll just kind of do this I'll do um like uh you know say it like it is kind of account you know and just like post little truths but a little more base you know a little more racism. Uh, <laughs> Cause it's like, you know, if I just said like, oh yeah, you know, like what, what the hell is this all about? You know, like, it just sounds like every other, you know, 40 year old boomer, you know, uh, like just Facebook mom ass posting, you know? <laughs> so you, you got to sprinkle a little bit of racism, you know, a little bit of right wing, uh, you know, stuff. That's why, you, that's why I kicked the nest, uh, you know, like the little, the little, um, the new right wing, you know, the little internet right wing, you know, establishment stuff, you know, just, uh, Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because uh, Patrick Bateman and Taxi Driver, because you're fucking living that shit. You're out there like killing hoes and like driving cars. You don't need to put that into your Twitter. You found something more aspirational. And I feel like Casino is so perfect. You're right. It's very under leveraged as a property. I fucking love Casino. That is a great movie. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's the best. It's, it's Martin Scorsese's best fucking film. You know, like yeah. it's a better version. It's it's a better version of Goodfellas. You know, yeah. he's like he's like getting a stride and everything. It's long as fuck. You know, I think that's the thing that kind of like takes people away from it. But it's a great ensemble cast. I just sound like a huge faggot right now. Um, <laughs> um, we're pivoting to film. You mean we're going to pivot to film Twitter once we're uh, shadow banned and kicked out of right wing because literally right. <laughs> we're going to move over to film. So this is good. Keep going. Yeah, the, the, the algorithm is just going to send them my way. Um, let's see. Yeah, no, no it's um, a good movie. You're right. It is long, but I feel like that is it's kind of the Italian cinema aspect of it. Uh, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, people get um, mad about that, too, being slow paced and long. But that's how Italian cinema is. And for me, that's like about making a, like a world. You get so sucked into this world because it's immersive and, and expansive. I think that it's an advantage to it. It's like film uh, making kind of like abilities. God, we really are pivoting here. But like, I feel like it's such a great movie. <laughs> I love Casino. I love Sharon Stone in that movie movie too like oh yeah even bigger yeah you're right it is funny to me when people like interact with you if your name is sam or sam rothstein or like you're like literally a golden yeah. i don't know it's hilarious they think i'm they, they actually think i'm jewish i'm like and they're like people who've like you know 
should know that that's a movie, you know, they should know that the Sam Rustin, it's a character in a Scorsese movie, you know? Exactly. I mean, do they also think that's your picture too? Like, you think yeah, like, <laughs> okay. Interesting. I don't know. Maybe sometimes when you're being extra racist, I can see it. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's really funny. Okay. So I brought you here under one pretense. I want to get this out of the way so we can cover other topics. I do have actually like a literal list of questions. I'm proud of myself as always. I'm a, I'm a true journalist. I know when I, when I wanted you, I wanted to talk to you for like a million reasons, to be honest, Sam, like you would do like for this very reason, as everyone can hear already, like I have incredible instincts. Sam is a, a great person to talk to right? So I have like a lot of things like we could shoot the shit on, but I did lure you here under this pretense of like, teaching me about this meth head bodybuilder that i've seen around he's kind of like i think uh, a historical figure as an old man i probably should know who he is but i was not familiar with this guy like uh, a meth head bodybuilder so i like reached out to you to just maybe give me a little bit of background because i'd seen you posting about him um like who is this like 90s like meth head bodybuilder so i'm, I'm assuming you're, you're talking about mike menser that's uh, definitely it, yeah. With yeah. The, like mustache and like math, and he's smart. I yeah. watched you today with him. <laughs> the mustache and math, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's kind of weird how like the algorithm kind of like uh, you know a lot of people started talking about him. You know, a lot of clips about him. You know, recently, like he just sort of like came out of nowhere. But he's always kind of like been in the background. So Mike Menser is this guy. He um, he was born in like the like the, the mid fifties. He, he, he has like this anecdote he likes to tell. He's, he's like the guy who like kind of popularized hyper intensity training. And he got that idea from this other dude, Arthur Jones, who is like the inventor of uh, a lot of like, you know, machines at the gym. I don't know if you've ever gone to a gym. Do you, do you work out? Like, I, let's, let's come back to that question maybe in a minute. I've seen okay. machines though, for sure. I've yeah. Been, so like inside gyms, little, inside gyms. We'll come back to like little, your advice yeah. for me in a minute, maybe. Yes. But he, so this guy <laughs> made those machines by hand. Yeah, so, well, I mean, he, he invented them. I, mean, I don't know if like he actually like, you know, you know, sourced the material and just like started banging them out in the back of his yard. <laughs> but this is, this is Arthur Jones and he's the guy who's like the real, like, uh, you know, you got to go to failure and everything. But Mike Menser teamed up with this guy after the the, the Mr. O debacle, which um, was kind of like the death knell for Mike Menser. Like, that's kind of what, like, set everything in motion. Like, so this kind of uh, inventor, uh, he, like this Michelangelo-like figure who invented modern machinery for, for, workout, for workout equipment, he teams up with, like, this Mike Menser, who is, like, what, a bodybuilder? Yeah. Yeah, they're both bodybuilder. Arthur Jones is uh, he he's like he's like one of like the like the the OGs, you know. Joe Weider, who's the guy who founded uh, the Mr. O uh, competition, the Mr. Olympia competition, the one that all the guys, you know, okay, Arnold okay. Frank Zane. Basically, like if you've seen a, like a clip of like you know Arnold flexing, you know, next to, like twelve other guys, that's the Mr. O competition. More like, than like comic book, like advertisement, like etched in stone, like super muscle. Like I'm picturing like a comic book for some reason, but I feel like I used to remember vividly a lot of like uh like Mr. O type things, like at Mr. Atlas, things like that. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Atlas, Tom of Finland, you know, all that that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Okay, um, okay. So they're involved, they're immersed in this world, but this is like the 1970s. Yeah, yeah. So so Mike kind of like so he gets he gets iced out from the Mr. Olympia competition because he gets into a spat with Arnold and Arnold. He's like pushing a lot of product. It's all about like 
you know, muscle magazines and supplements. It's basically what it's always been, you know, like you're just, you're just trying to make money. You know, you got to put his face, you got to, you got to like, you know, lend your endorsement. He's doing some raw egg nationalism kind of. Yeah. So. Yeah. Literally, yeah. <laughs> Frodo, but Frodo. Mike is like, Mike is such a fucking hard ass, you know, he's in it for the craft, you know, this guy's insane. Mm, like virtuoso. he is like, he's like the real, like, he believes this shit. Arnold, he's kind of like, you know, he's an actor, you know, he, everything every time he talks you know he's like you know oh you know it's it's like a sex joke you know like oh coming is the best feeling in the world you know oh, i'm gonna, gonna come in this woman and it's like <laughs> like that's like his whole vibe he just kind of wants to party you know and he was born with god tier genetics like so so him and him and mike are like two different worlds you know like like arnold is kind of like he could have done anything you know and, and he he would have like turned out the way he did <laughs> He and Mike was like, to be honest, like Arnold did everything. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, literally. No, he's down to, yeah. Um, he was our governor. I don't know if you remember or if you lived here then, but like he was. He like, was, yeah. I remember boy. being, uh, waking up the morning after the election, you know, and my grandma was excited for some reason. Like, I didn't even know who, like, she knew who he was, you know, it was very like, uh, like it was a very like polarizing day. I thought it was, you know, whatever. I didn't really like care either way, you know, I was a kid, but. <laughs> Well, he was a governor and kind of like a, a, a nanny fucker, it turned out, I guess. Is, am I wrong to assume, is that maybe why your grandmother was, got so excited? Did, did she sense something in Arnold, perhaps, that like yeah, probably, didn't yeah. know about it at the time, but now know very clearly in his perspective like, <laughs> for certain types of women? I don't know. Maybe I'm making a leap there. No, man. That's, uh, I mean, maybe, honestly. <laughs> I, I saw the chick that she, no, but like, that's that's crazy, man. Arnold like just went hard in the pain for this little, this little lady. And, well, I mean- like the bastard son is like way like more handsome he looks more like arnold than like uh arnold's legitimate kids with like maria schreiber you know disgusting inbred kennedys exactly yeah yeah, exactly they got more kennedy in them than schwarzenegger tragic yeah I'm sorry, I, I derailed this. Um, go back. So Arnold's like in the scene and he's kind of like a uh, prima donna, maybe. He's kind of a, a, a Donald Trump figure almost, literally, like kind of a showman, right? And then these oh, other yeah. are more like purists. They're he's, the bands. <laughs> yeah. Arnold's riding the wave, you know, and he's ridden it ever since, you know. But Mike is like the real fucking deal. Mike Menser, so they score you, you know, at, at the Mr. O competitions. Mike Menser to this day is the only guy who's ever gotten a perfect score uh, for the Mr. Olympia, you know, mm. and that, that gets down everything, you know, like muscle size, aesthetic appearance, you know, like strain, like just everything. He's the only guy who's ever gotten a perfect score. No right. one has gotten a perfect score ever since. And I believe that was the year before, uh, his little fiasco with Schwarzenegger it was 1979. So at the 1980, you know, they get into a tiff and then Schwarzenegger tells him, well, you have a fat stomach anyhow. And Mike Menser just kind of gets in his face, you know, and they start like fucking just like, you know, just getting a rose of it. I mean, they obviously don't fight, you know, because they're both like grown ass men. But yeah, it's funny. Like uh, they're both German guys. Well, I mean, uh, Mike was born here, but his parents are from Germany, you know, and, and, and Arnold's a sh- like a, like an Austrian. So they're kind of like they're like two different sides of like this little German idealism shit, you know, like oh, yeah. uh, it's dialectics. It's always dialectics, dude. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they kind of do they obviously diverge. I mean, Arnold obviously becomes international superstar, right? But although Arnold was a weed smoker, actually, as I think about this, so he was like, he was, uh, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, that just made me kind of laugh because it's like this other guy, Mike, I guess, is sort of a meth, a meth head, right? I don't know if that yeah, was time. totally different. Yeah, somebody's on uppers, the other one's on downers, you know. Yeah, it's like they're like total like binaries, you know. Yeah, and it's, it's like so true. And yang. Oh my gosh! And the secret third thing is meth and weed. That is the way. It's so <laughs> fascinating. I think I get it already, but I'm getting ahead of myself. upon the discovery of prolonged recovery periods and breaking out of uh, viewing training within the seven-day confines of the Gregorian calendar. Well, it was back in uh, 79 or 80, my brother and I were training together for contests. We were training extremely intensely, using heavy weights to train the failure with negative support breath. I was thinking about the workouts and analyzing them and uh, analyzing their effects on my body day to day and I, I said to my brother Ray how do you feel today and he, he like me was exhausted still having not fully recovered from the Monday workout and I said I reasoned if, if we haven't or I said Ray if we haven't even recovered from our workout yesterday we're not going to be able to invest with our, our workout today with the intensity that is required to stimulate muscle growth. Recovery and growth are both distinct physiological processes, both requiring time to fulfill or complete. Um, and again, if we haven't recovered, we haven't we haven't completed the recovery process. We're not going to produce any growth that we had stimulated. So what happened? Like, what was Mike's like program? What was this guy really about? Okay, so basically, uh, so like past the Arthur Jones stuff, you know, he's pushing this, the hyper intensity training, and that's kind of his bag. So hyper intensity training is the idea that you should only really be going to failure, you know, on all your lifts. You know, you like it's the idea that you don't have to go to the gym five or six times a week for two hours every day you know that's overkill you should just be giving it your all in the gym once or twice a week for like 30 minutes or an hour and then you're good okay his whole thing is like uh like he has this big anecdote just like what's the most important set and he always says it's it's not the second set it's not the third set it's the first set okay because that's your foundation you know that's what you're you know making your money with Hmm. interesting so it's like it's I like why it. not just go why not just go hard on the first set you know get it all out of the way but it's like it's part of that thing that he did with arthur jones you know he kind of like he, he rubbed off on him i've listened to like videos of arthur jones like giving in like interviews and uh you know like conferences and mike mentor sounds exactly like him like he just stole his whole swag like his whole vibe yeah. and everything Wow. <laughs> was Arthur Jones like, about that? Or like, were they friends? No, I, I guess he just, I mean, he was like impressed by the guy, you know? Like, Is I he mean, kind of like a student, like Aristotle and like Plato or whatever? I forget the order. Oh, yeah. It's all, it's all gay. <laughs> yeah. It's, 
the, the son father becomes son, the father. Child, father becomes son. Yes, I literally. Can't <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so that's crazy. And so, like Mike Metzer, so I do think that this kind of idea, of high intensity training, I feel like look, look, it. it makes sense to me because I feel like a lot of this is going to sound weird, maybe, but like a lot of like guys who work in jobs that like I know, say farmer. Yes, they are lifting heavy things, but they're not doing it at the level of like working out for an hour or two for five times a week levels of lifting weight stuff, right? They're like lifting things like periodically throughout the day. And I feel like they can end up very like jacked looking and they're not even necessarily trying. That's just like from the work they're doing, but it is like a high intensity type of labor, I guess. And it seems to me like, I believe that, that the body doesn't actually need as much input as, as we perceive. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's like scientifically proven, you know, I mean, you have people who are like, they say, well, I mean, you, you can't, you can't, you don't have to do that. You know, there's other ways to do it. Um, and sure, you know, like if you're like a newbie, like if you haven't, if you don't have, um, let's say maybe like six months or a year of like being in the gym, you know, then maybe you shouldn't do high intensity because like, I mean, even Menser, like he only started doing that stuff like late in his career. He was already pretty fucking big. You know, there's a, there's a picture of him where he won the Mr. Pennsylvania competition. He's 19 years old. All right. He's already like 225 pounds plus, you know, just pure muscle. Like he's a big guy already. He didn't, he didn't start doing high intensity until uh, like he started competing in the Mr. O competitions. That was like a whole 10 years later. So he, he, it's like, you got to mix and match. You got to see what works for you, what you're capable of doing. But ultimately like, like the end all of training is you should have some high, high intensity, uh, shit going on in there because that's the that's the thing that's really going to move the needle uh once you max out you know like if you want that little extra you know boost of muscle boost of strength um but yeah of course you know incorporate your little your little high volume sets and everything you know your 10 your 12 reps i mean even um so he's actually got like a whole training video it's like one of those like really like gnarly like 90s videos where he's got like a big gym sweater on and sweats and he's got the the biggest fucking mustache like jesus christ like it's almost like he, he looks like, he looks like garbage. You know, he, he looks like one of those old Queens, you know, he's like, you're going to go, you want to go to, you want to go to failure. You're going to do it all. You're going to put you like, he's just like, he's just like screaming, you know, it's like, I don't know, man. Like it, it makes sense. Like I, I found out he was German the other day, you know, but like it, it all just like, it all just kind of stems from that, you know, like the autism, you know, like just the mannerisms, just the way he looks. Totally. I, I want to get to the, the meth question of it in a second. Yeah. But- do you think there's something about like the impression somebody like him can make on like his students, his, his followers, right? Is there some way that I feel like almost like his ability to inspire or motivate does produce results because of almost like an unseen influence that kind of is transmitted? I don't know. This sounds crazy and esoteric, but I do think, I don't know. I think there's something to that, that like he achieves results and that almost people can almost like through osmosis obtain a similar kind of outcome because he's so good at what he does. He's so persuasive and really yeah it is ideal isn't the right word i guess but kind of is like really this this uh charismatic figure for sure it's almost like a a a preacher yeah no he he's he's charismatic as shit all right he he is a great teacher all right he wrote every book that he wrote he wrote himself okay he didn't need a ghostwriter there's so there's a book that arnold schwarzenegger honestly i think all his books were ghostwritten. He cannot, you know? he cannot hold up. He yeah, cannot. there's no way Arnold Schwarzenegger's writing these fucking books. There's no <laughs> way he wrote the encyclopedia of, of, of bodybuilding. No, 
Absolutely. He's credited, no. Excuse me. I'm sorry. He's credited to an encyclopedia of, of something. No, that didn't. He did not write that. He did. First of all, he can't fit behind a desk. It doesn't even make sense. He's too busy. Also, fucking his like staff, <laughs> like and kids, <laughs> you know, making children. So like, I can see Mike Mentor like rolled up at like the beach or something, like looking over a cliff with uh, a sheath, like a large like parchment, and like writing by hand with like a fucking quill, like writing his like masterpiece. That makes sense because yeah. he also can't fit behind a desk but he he can find a way yeah well he's like mentioned like this heady guy you know like he, he bragged about reading ayn rand on a on a bodybuilding radio uh show like back in the day like who does that who does that it is usually really annoying like libertarians and like bow ties traditionally <laughs> he, but, like, he was exactly. in that same in that i hate to cut you off in that same radio show he brings up the new world order and the rockefellers mm-hmm. and everything like unironically mike yeah. daddy <laughs> yeah this is back in the day too yeah he's like he's he's, he's not he's not pulling any punches love it so i'm not surprised that you're telling me this that there is um Possibly a meth element to his maybe yes. John Bircher. Yes, the he's meth. like a the hippie meth. John Bircher, which though is which is so fucking awesome. That is everything I've ever aspired to be. To be perfectly honest, is just like a, a hippie John Bircher. Oh my god, and he's like truly like just uh yeah, like an Atlas figure, like you know, like totally like a Greek fucking god. Um, but he is surprisingly, and this is interesting. So he does have this association with meth, and it's like um you don't often associate it with a large any kind of large body. In fact, usually someone who's wasting away is kind of the uh, model for uh you know typical meth bodies in in the united states anyway i guess maybe it's different in germany i don't know what's his deal there so he he's he's talked about it like in interviews and there's people on forums you know who know him and i'm kind of drawn from both so he said personally that he was worried about losing control. Like that was his one issue with doing uh, drugs, you know, doing any kind of drugs, but with meth specifically, you know, he said he, he it just made him more productive and he, he kept using that word productive, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm sure he's like aware, you know, that it might've, it probably made him a little crazy, you know, honestly, cause he's, he's cycling, you know, at the same time, you know, that makes it, that makes it a little bit more aggressive, you know? Um, he was prone to like, you know, after the Mr. O thing, he got super depressed, you know, so he probably there's a there's a couple stories on forums. There's a video of this guy who wanted to work out with him and he had to like goad him with uh, meth to to get him to go to the gym, to get his ass out of the house. Damn. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of like it's kind of like a shitty like, you know, story like like he never got he never really got back up like Mike. uh he was living in a in an apartment, I think, in uh, in Hollywood with his brother uh, around the time he died. And they're going to like the valley to, to pick up their meth, you know. But before that, he's got to do uh, what is it? Dexedrine. It's so, some little uh, some little like Dexies. Yeah. Dexies Midnight Runner. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, where did he get all this shit? From his bodybuilder friends and from these kids, you know, they're like, this guy is like 19, 20 years old. You know, he wants to work out with Mike Mentzer. He's like, hey, I can get you something. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's like, uh, but yeah, he's, he, he doesn't, he doesn't come off, you know, in a, in a good way, like towards the end, you know, he's, he's still working uh, as a personal trainer. You know, he's got his own private business. He's working at Gold's at, uh, uh, in Venice, you know, hmm. but um, yeah, the meth definitely, you know, fucked him up you know he died of uh of heart complications 
you know, and his brother, he died uh, a little, like literally like 24 hours later after that from the same thing. Damn. Yeah. It's crazy. They're, they were both set for the same time. It's crazy. That is crazy. He said he was afraid of like losing control. And like, it sounds like he lost control of like a lot of things, including his life. You said that I assumed he meant lose control of his heterosexuality. And I'm guessing that probably also happened too. If he did a lot of meth, it usually does. But like, I was just so surprised that like he was able to maintain the mass, I guess that he had. Did he get smaller as he got older? Like, did he lose some of that mass as he got like- yeah. She didn't. So, I mean, you could, in the videos, you know, in the photos of him, like late in life, you know, he still got it. You know, he, he's a little saggy. I mean, he's an older man. He's like, uh, yeah, he was 49 when he died in 2002. He lived mm. like to see the new millennium. You know, he lived to see 9-11, you know, the last uh, great happening, you know, which I think is kind of funny. Like, like he, he like that's that's all she wrote. You know, he, he, he couldn't he couldn't make it into the new world. It was the last good. It was like yeah, it was this last good spectacle as her parts retarded. Yeah. It's like COVID was, I, I would say, nine eleven style event or a level event, but no good images really. It just fucking sucked. No, was, just a lot of pictures. You know, people. You know, just people in masks and everything. There's no like, there's nothing cinematic. You know, like where's yeah. the where's what's the COVID movie gonna look like? You know, like nothing it's a little tiny box on your phone because it's like the whole entire thing is reduced to like a phone screen sized event it's fucking yeah, like a qr code you know like what the fuck is that <laughs> yes. you know, that's not sexy <laughs> so the covid movie will just be a qr code it was serious <laughs> Sam, thank you for telling me this kind of like story. I'm just still really am surprised that he was able to be like such a huge swell guy and be on meth and he was able to eat, I guess, enough. That's like really is startling to me. I don't know. Did he have any tips for that? Because uh, I'll, I'll be honest, like I don't know if meth is the right path for me because I'm not like that big. I'm not huge or anything like that. I'm rather like, uh, I wouldn't say petite, but I'm like normal size, I guess, let's say. <laughs> I don't know where I, I fall on like the, the scale. I I struggle honestly with uh, putting on extra weight because it's hard for me to uh, have the appetite. Like, honestly, if I could eat pills, I'm ready for Soylent Green, honestly. Like, I don't want bugs. <laughs> I would take other humans ground up for sure, and I, like a tablet. That doesn't sound that bad. It sounds nutrient-rich, honestly. Like, what's his style? What's what's your tips or anything for, like, putting on mass? Well, it's basically, um, I mean, it's just, it's calories in, calories out, you know. Mike Mike Mentor, like, he he kind of just swore by, like, um, the narrative of, you know, the, the, the dietitians say, you know, like, you know, you, you're not, if you want to get big, you got to you got to eat a little bigger, but he said that you didn't need to eat so much. Uh, you know, you didn't have to take supplements. You didn't need to take protein powders. You could get a- enough of what you needed. You could get your macros, you know, your carbs, your fats, your protein, just eating normally. You know, you didn't have to eat in excess. Hmm. It's kind of what he pushed, you know, and it's, it's true. You know, it's, it's not just a thing that like, Oh, well, you don't have to eat, you know, it's, People want you to eat a lot. You know, these, these companies, they want you to buy their supplements and everything. They want you to get on the protein powder, the creatine and everything. He said you could have a normal diet, you know, like 2,000, 2,500 calories and gain mass. You know, as long as you were, you know, as long as you were, you know, hmm. getting your macros. He said he, he said that you, you could have a carb-heavy diet, you know. Well, not a carb-heavy, but like, a, you know, majority carb diet, which is basically a normal diet. Mm-hmm. Um and he, he says that you can, you know, you can literally go through your whole bodybuilding career just doing that. Hmm. And it's, it is, I mean, it is true because like when you bulk, you're, you're kind of like adding strain to your body, you know, it ages you out quicker 
because your body's uh, expanding at a higher rate than it's used to, than it's, you know, normal or natural. Uh, same when you like, uh, let, let's say like you're, you go the opposite direction. You're like an anorexic, you know, you're bulimic, you're fucking losing all your shit. You know, your hair starts to fall out, you know, like your, your bones lose density, you know, you're, you're weaker, you're way weaker. So it's Not just like, for sure, for sure. You want to, you want to like be in the middle, you know, you want, you want to be satisfied, you know, maybe, maybe you have to eat a little more than your, uh, your, um, what's it called? Your energy exponential is that, that, that huge acronym, the, the TDEE, uh, the total daily energy exponential. So as long as you can calculate that, you know, how many calories you're burning a day, you just need to eat like a little more than that, maybe like five or 600 calories and you'll technically be gaining weight. If you want to gain you know, I don't know what, what your goal is. What are, what are you trying to look like? What is this? Uh, can I ask that? Or is that like, uh... it's not weird. So anyway, I was Googling grinder body types just to see where <laughs> I fit on the scale. I guess I wonder like fit to maybe. So first of all, I'm very high energy. You might have noticed. I feel like I burn just a lot of natural calories existing, which is like kind of annoying. It's not even fast metabolism like anymore that I do feel that change as you get older, you definitely lose metabolism, but it's also like, I still just, uh, I, I'm an electric being, uh, Sam, I can't help it. So there is like that always working against me. I think it's like more like a thousand extra calories in my case, possibly, but honestly, I just want to be strong and intimidating enough to terrify trannies and like make them scared on the street <laughs> fuck with me because give me dirty looks i think they can smell the transphobia on me yeah. <laughs> and the super vaccine people are giving me looks when the street fighting comes parody in the future you know i just want to be able to you know defend myself and loved ones parody with like my like kind of just like hands you know so just like uh bulkier let's just put it that way honestly i don't know if i can ever transcend twink and i think if i do i might die like honestly I, it's like not just twink death for me it could be death death at this point i'm a case study <laughs> nothing like ever been done before the dod is working on it but i don't know that there's going to be a cure so that was a lot to, of information but hopefully that gives you a profile and a, a recommendation plan for me hold on i cut back on cardio because it was making me gay i felt it it was like making me gay but then also i do like a little like gay routine listening to baps caribbean rhythms lifting <laughs> like very gay little weights and like doing push-ups and pull-ups and shit for like 20 minutes so that is i have i do have a routine or like the bare minimum but like i need the sam rothstein golden jew plan so i mean basically what i do i just I have a really good breakfast. I have a pretty decent breakfast, you know, not too, I don't really kill it with the eggs. You know, I usually have like maybe three eggs maximum, you know, some bacon. Uh, I don't use any, obviously, I mean, I'm sure you heard about the, you know, the perils of seed oils, you know, oh, no, I'm not, that. no, I'm not on seed oils for sure. Oh, okay, good, good. All right. Yeah. So I mean, just switch everything out with coconut oil or, or butter, you know, I, like, do eat, uh, I do eat normal ingredients. I try to eat real foods and not as little zog slop as possible. Okay, good, good. Um, so yeah, basically in the way of, um, I don't know if you want to get big, you know, you just, you just gotta eat a little more, you know, you don't have to kill it. You know, I'm not talking like 3000 calories, 3,500 calories a day. You know, that's, that's a little excessive. Um, I, what I like to do, you know, I do a lot of, um, I do a lot of full body workouts. So I'll go to the gym once a week, you know, and then, uh, maybe like, uh, three or four days later, uh, it's going back to the mentor shit, uh, three or four days later, I'll go back, you know, I'll do, uh, I'll do another full body, um, and then I'll mix it up, you know, that the following week, you know, I'll just focus on chest, you know, uh, do some legs and then, uh, 
do uh and then the next day you know you do some back you know just hyper focus on that some arms you know uh you really can't go wrong with the compounds. I mean, you know, the bench press, I like to use the dumbbell press, you know, personally, uh, cause I feel like I get a, a better range of motion. I get a, I can activate my, uh, my pecs more. So if you want big titties, you know, dumbbell press, uh, hmm. um, how much meth are we like doing there in between these uh, routines? Between like, I'd say like, what, what is like a good $50 worth, you know, like a, we're all natural here what are we talking about huh? <laughs> i was surprised yeah the whole bad thing is i i do picture like gyms as drug dens honestly i picture a lot of injections happening i've seen i've seen some of the most erotic videos i've ever seen are just straight men injecting steroids into each other you know in a non-sexual way but it's very intimate and it's very sexual though i mean it's penetrating the, the needle is penetrating the skin you know i mean it's even shaped like a little dick you know like i mean i i, I see it exactly and that's why i think there's a whole psychosexual component to the vaccine hysteria but that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> i would say uh, gyms though they do exude like i, I live in san francisco like i'm try, probably probably trying to escape this this you know hellhole before we're all like just shat on to death but i think that these gyms exude like this super sinister gay energy and it's not even like they're not even gay guys there's not even that many gay people left in san francisco people have fled what should people look for in like uh, um i don't want someplace like this quote-unquote safe space you know a liberal style like but someplace that's like uh yeah just i don't where, where what's a safe space for you for gyms to look for so what i do all the gyms out here are always busy they're always but there's always like 10 people waiting for a machine you know or, or a piece of weight um LA is, is full, you know, they're, they're, they're trucking the immigrants over here, but it's, it's full, you know, like it's, this place is a this place is about to burst. Um, if I can't, like, if, if I know it's going to be fucking busy, what I do, I will literally go to a bathhouse. There's a bathhouse down here in LA. It has a full working gym, you know, it's all free weights. It's all literally a, a panoramic mirror, you know, like it's all around you. Yeah. It's, it's like pretty fucking for like leg workouts. Oh yeah. Yeah. They got, they got that. Well, that's in the next room. Uh, that's right outside. The video room is right outside the, uh, the actual gym, you know? So like in between, you know, your hack squat and everything, you're going to be hearing somebody getting railed, you know, on the little bed over there. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's my safe space. You know, like I, I liked, I like to work out naked, you know, like it sounds a little weird, but there's, there's some actual science to it, you know, cause you know, you see what your muscle is doing, you know, the muscle mind connection is a very real thing, you know? Um, if you can yeah. see your body doing it, if you can see it, like, it kind of like, you can kind of like activate it, you know what I mean? Like a I little better. I understand what you're talking about, that it makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's, it's feedback. It's, fe it's feedback. It's yeah. almost video. It's organic video. First of all, I'm not surprised to hear this. This sounds like a very safe space. And it, it sounds like your bathhouse gym is like, like meth. Like that seems like a good place to get that as well, possibly. And I'm just like really just struck like Sam, like you have so much in common with BAP. Like I don't, I can't stand the idea of you guys fighting. Like he, he should know about this gym. It should be part of his world, you know, too, because <laughs> I feel like you guys speak the same, <laughs> same language in some ways. Like, uh, who knows? Well, maybe, who knows? Yeah, maybe, maybe this is the thing that leads to reunification. I don't know. I don't maybe know. maybe but, it is. You mentioned LA is like really full, but I was actually, I was down in Los Angeles recently. I was there just for like a couple days. Um, but I did think it was interesting to me that like, 
LA, you're right, it is crowded. There's not, there's no, nobody works there somehow. Even it's like everywhere. There's not enough people to service all the people who have money to spend, which makes no sense to me. Everything's crazy full and busy, but the homeless and everything is like, I think LA should be what people are talking about. It's like San Francisco, yes, for sure. Everyone put it on TV, put it on Fox. I love it. Everywhere I go, people ask me, people are like, oh, what's it really like? Because they've seen it like on the news and it's just like, they've seen it. <laughs> and, you know, it looks 500 times worse that way. It's not good, but it always looks worse on the news. So I feel kind of like, I don't know, like a, a, a Ukrainian in some ways when I go to other parts of the country because they greet me like I've, I've escaped. But LA should be <laughs> the same tier. Like what the fuck? It was insane. And LA is like, San Francisco is denser, obviously, so it's like more concentrated, but I thought it was pretty out of control. Um, I, MacArthur Park is a pretty wild thing to me. We do not have a MacArthur Park in San Francisco. There is nothing like that on you know, a bad day. Like, what the fuck happened to LA? Do you, do you think, is it not declined a little bit like everywhere else? It's it's definitely, it, it's got to be one of the most dangerous cities in the fucking country, you know, like without... Um, you know, without trying to be seem like uh, hyperbolic, like I, I remember like when I was in Vegas, I would come back to LA and, you know, I would hang out with my friends, you know, and I would go down downtown and I felt safer in Las Vegas, you know, in the CD, in the ghetto parts of Vegas than I did in downtown LA, man. Like, like I, I feel like, like LA needs like chemotherapy, you know, like there's, it's just, there's just so much going on here. Like that just cannot be remedied, you know, overnight or even like in five years. <laughs> it needs that scene in Terminator two, where the, the nuclear bomb goes off. <laughs> it just blows up all of us. <laughs> Literally <laughs> James Cameron's just like, you know, just blow it up, start over again. You know, <laughs> it was, uh, it was literally an instruction manual. Okay. How to, how to fix, how to save the city. And everybody just took it for a, a sci-fi movie. It was the rain that was going to come and save the, or wash, wash those streets or whatever that uh, Travis Bickle was talking about in Taxi Driver. It's a nuclear rain. That's the only solution. I've seen <laughs> here that these streets are going to need a nuclear uh, cleaning, to be honest, oh, yeah. to get some of the stains um, off of them. I, yeah, I don't want to be like hyperbolic. I didn't feel like unsafe per se. And I was like in the Koreatown area for a bit pretty late at night. It's like the Asians all stick together and they kind of like it. And I've seen it in like Sacramento too, to be honest. And it's not just California. It's like every big city i feel like american american decline is on the rise and i don't want to be like uh black pill but it's obvious to me this is why we need to vote for i guess donald trump we need some kind of revolutionary shift because the the Biden administration and at all are dragging us down you know it's a bummer yeah you you definitely need like a strong man like even if it's just for even if it's just for the meme even if there's not any like actual you know physical change with like i mean a lot of people give trump shit you know like oh he didn't really do anything but it's just like you need like a guy who's saying all this you know to normalize it because mm-hmm. like uh like the biden stuff is just i i feel so terrible talking about this <laughs> it is it's like, elder abuse it's actually it, it, it literally is yeah like i'm just like this this man's like but i don't know, know like you you need uh, you need trump in there you know, like so that people can be like, OK, well, this is this has gone far enough. You know, we got it. We got to do something about this. And I feel like it's like people say, like the pendulum is swinging. People have been saying that for like years now. But I feel like the pendulum is actually swinging, you know, mm-hmm. towards uh, a more kind of like normie conservatism, you know, like hard right ish uh, way of uh, of living. I feel like people are actually like getting fed up with this shit. 
No, you know? for sure. It's like kind of what you were talking about with looking at yourself in the mirror when you're like w- like working out or even just like this idea of the effect of a leader or a top figure like Mike Menser, Menser, you know, like an influential figure, like everything starts at the top. And if the president is like a fucking decrepit old man who is clearly like a, just a puppet for God knows what dark forces is not on his <laughs> operating on his own accord, like you're going to just have this horrible feedback. Things are going to disintegrate. I feel like even if it's Donald Trump, like lots of people will hate him. Good. First of all, that gives those people something to fucking do for the next four years. Cause I'm fucking sick of the things they get. <laughs> they are upset about now you gave, you took away Trump, but they immediately started to force inject everybody on the planet. Like these people are <laughs> <laughs> no, no, overnight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so literally the next day they're like, all right, well now that we don't have that anymore, we can move about with our forced genetic therapy syrup. Yeah. It's like insane. Uh, so that's, helpful but it gives people yeah like it's something to be motivated for i don't know i just want want donald trump to be this is i just want to bring it forth like i want donald trump to be the president and lana del rey to sing the national anthem at the inauguration i'm saying it now it must happen and we'll be you're you're manifesting it it's it's gonna happen it's it's gonna happen we will have a whole like cohort of like Twitter anons who will all <laughs> who all, we will all be able to go un anon finally because we'll be safe. This is the glorious day that will come in January of 2025. I I want to speak on it for sure. I was just reminded of two Sam. We actually like we tanked you and I personally tanked the Desantar campaign. Like we started sharing that meme of his stupid fucking bobblehead face <laughs> in that stupid, <laughs> in Tokyo. It was so weird. Like why the fuck was he in Tokyo? What's the, that guy is such a fucking weirdo. But anyway, I. I feel like that was like the immediately boom the backlash hit and like all of a sudden DeSantard was over oh yeah Do you remember yeah, that no, we, we just crushed that yeah yeah like, like he was um what, what the fuck is he what, what was he doing in, in japan you know what he, this guy is just uh you know he's if he's not like you know moving his fucking head around like he he's just choking on a fucking pizza you know in the middle of an interview like this guy's a clown you know like he's he's trying to be like he thinks that like it's one of his staff or something like intern or something is like you gotta you gotta be like a man of the people you gotta look like a fucking fool you know and i guess he's just like trying to but he's not you know he's a fucking little preppy you know he is he's such a key pull he hoodwinked a lot of people he was good on covid stuff for sure like in florida and he should get credit for for that we're giving it really the credit giving the the surgeon general there like a lot of authority like they had a, a good policy but he's such a psycho and i know it sounds crazy to be like we ended him but but we did because influence is a really complicated thing for people to understand and it, it, it's a chain reaction it's mimetic it's it's mimetic energy things start in one place and they cascade and it's i i, I give us a lot of credit and i think um i hope the trump yeah. is listening and we'll be able to hire us for uh for future <laughs> yeah, honestly One more thing that I want to like, I want to talk to you, I guess, a little bit about like racism more because it's fun. And like, oh, God. No, we don't get too spicy. You're like a driver. I know you must have some like good stories. And I was going to like, have you described stories to me? And I was going to try to guess like what race the person was in the story. We shouldn't maybe do that. But have you had any like memorable, like real, like wacko moments as a driver recently? So I, 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 uh, I picked up this guy uh in Burbank you know I'm taking him to West Hollywood 
and he's like it's like so some gay guys they're they're not totally fucked up where they like they can't like you know where they can actually like foment a sentence you know they do like what straight <laughs> guys do no i'm no i'm serious like they do what the, what straight yeah. guys do where they like they cold call you you know and he's <laughs> he, he's like this he's this chubby little white guy and he's like he's like do you uh so do you know the place uh you know the area pretty well and i'm like uh like no, no. <laughs> like, oh, oh, he's like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, I, I don't really, I'm like, I don't really, you know, I don't really go there, you know. I'm not really, I don't know if, I, I don't know if I give, do I give off a gay vibe, you know? Like, I mean, no, no. I, I, I feel like I'm like he's just, you know, like I said, cold calling me. I feel like he's just, you know, trying to like you know, see the work. But, well, you have to give off a gay vibe for a gay man to make a move on the, your Uber driver. Some see that as fair game within their weird class worldview. It's like they it, they think that they're doing like a favor. It's pretty psycho. Uh, but yeah, you it was it, 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 yeah, it was nuts. You know, like it, it made me like I don't know. It made me a little uncomfortable. You know, like I've had hookers, you know, just change, you know, in the back of my car. You that's, know, I, I can, they're at work. It's that's it's, that's professional. Yeah, it's it's like a, you know, it's like an office that you're that they're renting out. You know, for like five minutes. You know, and then I drop them off. Exactly. I, <laughs> <laughs> but um this guy's like he's like I'm, I'm i need to go see a fight you know are there any sports bars you know in west hollywood that'll you know show the pay-per-view fight and i'm like uh well there's a place called sports bar you know and i mean i'm surely they must have you know like fights that they air there <laughs> and he's just like oh, he's, you know because it's just like well, i mean what kind of sports are they talking about you know water sports <laughs> uh, <laughs> um uh, yeah yeah that's a different is that to put that in there, you know, just a little one? No, that was uh, good. You had your own sound effects. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm just like, you know, just punted that one off. Uh, yeah, that's yeah I don't really know. Yeah. Okay, wait, like, uh, I'm going to guess, um, um, I'm going to guess Persian. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah he, had, he had like a, per he had a Persian sounding like name. It was like, uh, it, it was my, I don't know if that's Persian. Uh, God damn, I'm being incidentally. He can help. I'm being incidentally racist now. Yeah, I'm not even trying. Here's the thing. Like, I feel like racism is actually a healthy thing. I, I okay, first of all, I should say this. I don't hate any individual person for any reason. That's a marker. Like all of those things are honestly not indicative of what a person is. Like a person's uh, true being. Those things are not that. They inform it, right? Like in some ways, the way you express yourself, but like they're not really who a person is. And so like the vibe is always going to be more important. Now, when people start to get together in bigger groups, they do start to kind of become fair game. They start to get kind of annoyed. And I think that's a healthy thing for people to be able to like just joke a little bit. I think it brings people together i think it's what makes americans like americans or traditionally did is that like people do assimilate like here people hella people assimilate and it's like that's actually a good that we have a culture of people like come here and they're like oh i want to be like those people those white people you know now, that's different than saying we should have like 600 like increases in immigration every year and pump the country full of whatever but what i am saying is just i wouldn't I don't think it's so bad to just be a little bit racist. And it, this whole idea of like what racism is today, this exclusively white produced like uh, thing is such bullshit. It, it's, it gets people together. Like people should be able to laugh at themselves and each other. And it's all fair game. I think letting off a little steam is much better than this bullshit HR culture we like are being stifled with today. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's cathartic. You know, like you said, like it, it has to happen. It has to come out, you know, like everybody, you know, learns a little bit about themselves, you know, they feel better. There's no riots, you know, no riots. I, I feel like, 
I feel like laugh riot. riots. Sometimes there's a yeah. laugh riot, Sam, but there's no, yeah, no peaceful protests going on. Yeah, no, no peaceful protesting here. Yeah. <laughs> I know, just such bullshit. But I do like <laughs> types are kind of like they're kind of true, you know. I, okay, I wanted to ask you about this. There's been an increase in kind of like uh, like Indian racism, right? Anti-Indian racism. Um, I thought that was interesting, so, and I think it's fair game, of course. Like I think everyone's it's fair game, and uh, Indians can be annoying. Though I will say this about Indians. Uh, I live in the Bay Area my whole life, right? So that I have to be around Indians for a long time, and some of them used to smell right they used to come here and they used to they smelled really bad and it was kind of like a thing people like made fun of and joked about this is horrible but like there was a thing it was like indian people smell you know the memo got back to the indian community and they fucking changed and they stopped smelling they actually for a while overcompensated they smelled too like much like cologne and that memo got back to them and so then they they dialed it back i observed these feedback loops and so like they are willing to tone it down you know a bit is what i'm saying they're willing to <laughs> i think i know many like also people who are like indian like third generation they're like fucking as normal and american as like anybody else so it's like there is a path but i think that indian racism is being driven by the desantis campaign because of that vivek guy or whatever who's running i think he's demolishing desantis in the polls and i think they're ins- instrumenting a little back channel like fucking anti-indian kind of like uh, I don't know, like just meme campaigns to kind of stir up some like shit and just do general discord. Is that crazy? No, I, I think uh, honestly, like whatever that whatever that guy's gotten in his bag, you know, like he might as well just fire it right now because yeah, there's just no way. I can't even fathom like an Indian president, you know, like. No, that's like, not. What? Yeah, no, he shouldn't be a threat, to Desantis. It's like insane, yeah. and so yeah, the fact that it is a huge problem for him, he does seem to be not like hugely popular. But when I'm saying he's demolishing Desantis, he's like at what seven or ten percent? I don't know. Like, yeah, these guys are <laughs> doing great. Well, I guess England has like an I don't know Indian president. I don't, I don't know what that guy is, but like, oh, I, the, he's I, the mayor. He's yeah, he's the prime minister, the Rishi Sunak, the little midget, the the five. Uh, he's like five foot three. <laughs> He's yeah. such a gay little midget. Oh my god, he's so. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, every time they get gay, it is like Trudeau. No, no, who was first? Macron and then Trudeau and then this little Rishi. Like every single iteration just gets dumber, like twinkier and like twinklier. It's so <laughs> weird. So, an example maybe of funny racism. I heard about this concept called TND and I kind of looked into it. And what does TND stand for? Could you? <laughs> Could you allow? Oh, oh, you have to. You have to. Okay. You can Google it. You can Google it. Uh, you can, like, yeah, say. You're like, TND, it's like it's an expression. It's like a it's a meme, right? Uh, do you think people who are talking about TND like are honestly with like rushing to like the polls, right? The ready to vote out, uh, get destroyed democracy at the polls by like voting for TND? Like, do you think that's a viable platform in a uh, insurgency movement in the United States of America? I think, you know, and I'm, I'm just going out on a limb here. If somebody ran on TND. What if they I, even tried would, to organize? Not through fucking fake uh, white supremacy, like half infiltrated by FBI, like a BAP type figure or a, rich, or a Fuentes, even better. Like that fucking little faggot Fuentes kid. How, like, how <laughs> successful, I mean, I guess TND, maybe that is his. Like how successful are, is that going to be? Or like uh, Andrew Tate or somebody who can't run on TND. He seems a little n you know like the n and t like i don't know i feel like is that like is that really viable 
the reason I like skeptical is there's a lot of, I use this term lovingly because I feel like I fall into it. Like mystery meet people are out there. There's more and more of us every day, you know? There's a lot of just, I don't know, like variations. Like half these guys are like Latino half the time or whatever that are like the big proud boys. So to me, oh, just, yeah. it's a thing to say. Maybe it would even organize people like in a meme sense, but I don't see it being like implemented in any serious way. And I honestly don't see it going well. I, I don't think people should embark on it. I think it might backfire. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're, it's, it's all just like, it's kind of just something that people just mouth off, you know, if I'm like ever slightly inconvenienced, you know, by like a POC, you know, I, I don't, I don't think anyone's actually actively like, I don't think anybody has a plan is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I don't think there, and you know what, and then like, if they do it there's going to be debate. Is this the right plans? People are going to have like a whole, there's going to be a whole bunch of discourse over the plan itself. My question really, does TND go too far or not far enough? I don't think TND is going anywhere, it, but, it, <laughs> but it's funny. I feel like everyone just feels to admit sometimes things, things are funny because I feel like there's plenty of white genocide fucking like discourse, like in all seriousness about like literally replacing white people and, ira- and like you can just totally joke about like killing all white people. And that's like not even like uh, anything, ba- anyone, you know, bats an eyelash over like, but so it's like, it seems like fair game to me just to have a little bit of a, a, a reactionary backlash fun. Yeah. They got to have something, you know, when, when they just that out, you know, you got, you got to, you got to level it, you know, for sure. Everyone just puts so much emphasis on like racism being this like horrible thing. And I just will close it by saying like, it was, it's fun to joke about a little bit. I don't mean it by any way uh, because at the end of the day, like I do think there's more things in like the human species that binds us together. And that is like the fact that we need to oppose the like, you know, aliens that are collaborating with whoever it is at the top of the pyramid of the planet. Oh, you know? God. There's the a much aliens. more thing, these little things. We, we should just joke about the things that we have uh, differences over and just bandy together at the end. Because imagine a world that's like crazy, crazy, crazy Rodney King rioters, like super LA style in collaboration with the rooftop Koreans. Imagine how powerful that could be for, you know, the world when it, when it needs it the most. That's, that's what I, I want to live in, you know? <laughs> I'm a visionary. Um, Sam, it's been really cool having having you on here. Unfortunately, I, I was gonna like dig up some of your tweets and be like, I'm gonna like read Sam some of his tweets. I like love doing that. You're super a shadow man, which sucks. I assume it's because of you you pissed off BAP, and hopefully we can fix all that, you know, and get you back into the algorithm. But you do you've noticed that. Like, how does it feel lately on Twitter? Like for you, um, do you notice things different as they get increasingly weirder? What's what's been your your experience? Um, I don't really, I mean, it feels like everything that we've been talking about for like the last, at least this side of Twitter that we've been talking about for the last like two or three years is kind of like become normalized. You know, I feel like the discourse is kind of like stuck. Hmm. Uh, and we're just, we're just going to go back to like 2016. Um, I, I think things are just going to like calm down a little bit. I mean, this like, this aliens thing is kind of like a little... <laughs> you know it, it's kind of it's funny no it's it's pretty fucking funny you know but it's like i don't know we'll, we'll see you know 2024 is uh what like what five six months away we're gonna it's gonna be a crazy fucking year you know it's gonna be a crazy fucking year um do you believe i don't aliens? know do you, do you, what do you what's your take what on the aliens yeah, just like, like whatever happened yeah actually yeah do you just believe aliens like in general like can can an alien species exist um, you know, I, I, I've talked to my friend and, you know, he's, he's kind of like a, an expert on this crap. And he says that like, it, it's not, 
there, there's no way like it's it's literally just us we're alone in this uh like if, if it was fucking aliens we'd we'd be dead you know like if it was if it wasn't like the u.s pulling the strings and everything i don't i think aliens can't exist you know like um you know like little like multicellular life you know on other planets but as far as like you know what we're looking at you know the grays and everything like uh i think it's i think it's all just another psyop you know like mm -hmm. If you've ever seen like a B two bomber, I mean, it kind of looks like a like a little kind of saucer shape, you know. Mm -hmm. it, it all, all these like all these UFOs are just U.S. military hardware, you know. If you're like familiar with like mm -hmm. a, like anything, you know, in the U.S. Air Force, you know, any like the black stuff, like it's all, it all just looks like a sci-fi movie. Um, uh, he's uh, I'm getting into I'm getting into demons, you know, like the, this idea that yes. the aliens are actual demons. You know what I'm talking about? Really? No, for sure. That's that's I think much more like that's viable to me or extra dimensional or just some kind of something. That's it's, like it's it's sexy, you know, it's just like it's, it's like we're getting biblical now. You know, it's the aliens and then there's like Jesus coming down, you know, like it all makes so much more sense that way, to be honestly. <laughs> right. They, where were the where were the like freaking demons and UFOs in disturbing uh, dramatic pictures in in churches everywhere? It, it feels real to me. The legion that, like of demons being some kind of just force that's out there. Even like viruses feel like to me they're from like hell. <laughs> <laughs> like from someplace beyond like i think they brought like maybe not all viruses because there's different types like these weird genetic ones the not the ones the bioweapons but like just kind of more recent ones that we've seen uh i think that coming through like they use electromagnetic like kind of microscopes to to see them or view them but i'm like what if that is like what's bringing them forward what if they're like the reason that they're here i don't know like it sounds it's not fully developed yet but like i i think i'm onto something with viruses demons and i think you're right with demons and aliens for sure for sure no it's 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 definitely i i think i know what you're talking about it's a little um it's it's a little tiny little it's kind of like a diamond and a couple of legs it's like a little spidery thing i mean that just doesn't look that that looks so fucking creepy you know like, they're very strange like yeah freak me out yeah the virologists fucking freak me out those fucking people cannot be trusted i'm sorry the, and the whole science like all these things where it's like you have to take like the advice of like three or four people in the world who's ever like actually observed something you know like they look at it like what if they look into the microscope and it's just like a demon being like you're gonna go and make a vaccine to kill everybody or else i'll kill you <laughs> that's just how it goes like it's not i mean i used to maybe wouldn't share those ideas but now i don't think they're so crazy and um that's what's gonna keep us at the edge at the edge of the discourse i guess and uh yeah, every, every 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 microscope is just like a portal to hell. You know? It's more God. likely than you think it is. <laughs> um, Sam, this was such a blast. I'm so glad you uh, you agreed to come on. Like, uh, it's a pleasure as always. Just like driving, yeah, the culture forward from the uh, trenches of the info wars with you. What, where can people find you uh, on the uh, whatever that website's called now? Uh, Onlyfans.com. Uh, no. <laughs> um drop the link uh what, what x so we do we're doing that you know just it just sounds just as as corny. it sounds actually I'm shadow man yeah, yeah yeah uh what's what's your at my ad is uh the golden jew there's two w's at the end two w's to make it oh which i like backlash it's got two k's golden jews two w's that's why you're part of the talmudic network yeah yeah, uh, we're, we're 20. Uh, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it so much, Sam. Do you have any like final thoughts or anything that uh, people should uh, be thinking about? Uh, a message to the world? Trump, Trump 2024. It's going to happen. Um, you know, eat, uh, eat the carrot salad, you know, take your progesterone, you know, 
if you're not already on the peach stuff um that's pretty much it we'll have to do a whole fucking other uh, diet episode because i forgot i was gonna ask you about ice cream and whether that was like a, a psyop the hagen does one to- see that <sighs> I thought it was like a Gretchen Wiener situation where it was like, oh, go eat ice cream. It's a, it's like a steroid or whatever. And everyone would be like just getting really fat. And it was like, like a psyop. But no, it turns out uh, it turns out you're vouching for it, right? Ice cream's real. It's pro-metabolic. You know, it'll, it'll help you lose weight. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm serious. Like that's all, all these Peters, man. Like they just swear by it. But, you know, I mean, what do you got to lose?